Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of Talking Ticks. I'm your host, Scott Gerard. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, got a good one for you this week because LSU is back in the uh, the 500 column for their win-losses. They beat South Carolina at home 52-17. to 17. We'll get into all that, all the uh, things we probably thought we would see, things we probably didn't really expect but loved seeing. And uh, we'll look forward to Auburn next week, who, who's coming off a win themselves. They beat Ole Miss 35-28. to 28. We'll get into that, although probably shouldn't spend too much time on it. It was it was it was just a, a sloppy weird game. Uh then you know the rest of college football because the Big Ten has now decided to join the party. And uh, I don't know, else you might have some recruiting news. I'll 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 ask Daniel if he found anything. Uh but before we do all that, uh wanna check in with you guys, the co-hosts. Um hope you had a good weekend. It was uh I don't know, hope you had some good weather. There was a, you know, a tiger game, obviously. And it's, uh, you know, like a one week reprise, I guess, from the next hurricane, which I, I kind of saw coming down the pipes. I don't know what the, you know, what the latest trajectory is, but I don't know. Hopefully it's not, uh, it's not going to be a direct hit again, but um, how are you guys doing? Hey, you know what? After this, after this performance against South Carolina, we can't, I can't complain. I think it's a great step in the right direction um yeah you're right unfortunately there's some sort of storm coming um but uh but other but you know we gotta we gotta enjoy what we got which is a, a solid lsu win Amen. yeah the whirlwind of a season continues the tigers swinging back and forth from like pretty good to pretty awful uh but it was a given for the tigers this uh weekend if you had asked us before the season that we would be celebrating a win against south carolina uh i don't know if i would have believed you on that one but here we are but at least he's pretty happy like you said, Tommy and I got to go to the game. Uh, pretty good weather. Except it was actually kind of cold. Yeah, it was uh, cold for this one. We were burning up at the first game against uh, Mississippi State. Now this one is, is pretty chilly, uh, which could be continue, I guess. But uh, we had a good time, uh, and it was nice to see the Tigers take it down. It's crazy, also, that it's like basically November at this point, because like it's only the second game we've been to all year. Yeah, and <laughs> normally we have like two or three more games on the schedule, yeah. and like that'd be it. <laughs> yeah. And um, like you said, Daniel, is a really good win. Uh, I'd say we just hop on into it because I thought it was probably LSU's most complete game of the year. We could probably all agree on that. You know, rest yeah. of the nation, all the pundits. Uh, I'd say offense, defense, even special teams. My goodness. I uh, can't wait to talk about that. But I'd say just overall, uh, most complete win. And it, you know, it, it could have been a game that, like we, like I said last week, it, it could have gone any either way, and you know, had LSU lost, you know, I'd have been disappointed, but not completely surprised. But I don't know. I got. I guess I'm kind of honest. Uh, if I'm honest, I'm surprised that they won fifty-two to seventeen. Uh, I don't. Know, I think one of you guys made a prediction. They, you know, they probably wouldn't score over fifty this year, but uh, darned if they didn't do it against South Carolina. And I don't know, maybe we just, you know, we're looking at South Carolina's previous games and LSU's previous games and thought it might be a little bit closer, but uh, man, the Tigers kind of just dominated on all fronts. So after that, I'm just going to toss it to you, Tommy, you know, overall impressions. Uh, I gotta be, I gotta think it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, I think the the, the big takeaway obviously from this game is the play of TJ Finley, who is someone we've talked about on this podcast before a uh, friend of the podcast, Josh Lemoyne was very high on him going into the season or going into we were talking on talking with Josh about him, like over a, like a year like, and a no, half ago, like, like a year and a half. Yeah. We were talking about Josh Lemoyne. I mean, we were talking about TJ Finley with Josh Lemoyne. I think on his first podcast he ever appeared on, I was telling a, a friend of mine today. Um, I, I don't know if y'all remember this, Josh LeMoyne came on this podcast actually previewing the Auburn game, I believe, last year. And we talked about, you know, LSU was at that point, LSU was pretty good. You know, we we won, uh, we beat Florida, we beat Texas, you know, but I guess the looming thing was, okay, we're going to have to beat Bama if we want to make the next level. And I remember him saying, <clears throat> yeah, this team's really good. If Joe doesn't take him to the promised land, TJ Finley will be the one. I remember him saying that. And, you know, it, it was his first game and you can say that, you know, oh, beginner's luck kind of thing. Um, I, I heard some people saying, well, you know, Brandon Harris had an incredible first game. So, uh, 
you know, maybe take it with a grain of salt, but I really liked what I saw. I, I, I hesitate to say, you know, this guy on ESPN, whoever the commentator was, it's like Dan Orlovsky or something. I don't know. He's kind or, of Orlovsky. 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 Yeah. Did you did you notice how he was he was like, yeah, like if it's me from now on, like TJ Finley is my starter. Like, sorry, Matt, uh, sorry, Miles Brennan. Like, see you later. <laughs> like, I don't know if I I don't know if you go that far. I think that's pretty outrageous to say that. Um, yeah. But. I, I mean, I'm excited. I, I did feel like, and I don't know if this was just me or maybe if it was just the, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was, but I felt like, um, felt like our offense was smoother with TJ under center. It just yeah. didn't seem, you know, it seemed like, it seems like, and, and maybe this is just, you know, the small sample size of seeing miles. It seems like, especially in, in, I want to say the second game, uh, it would like stop and start, you know, like he'd have some good plays and sputter out. And yeah. Well, I think a little bit of that has to do with the fact we weren't trying to like out South Carolina, really like the offense was going well, but we could stay balanced with the run game and that allows you to kind of mix in some different type of plays. I and mean, you weren't having to have miles kind of throw down field every play, which kind of gives you that boomer bust. I think also, and, and somebody mentioned it where, you know, now I don't think either miles or TJ or would you, we would call either of them dual threat, but TJ could run a little bit. And I mean, he's a huge guy, you know, he's, he can run and he can run you over definitely. So I think some people were saying, well, you know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they had to respect that run, his run game just a little bit more. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe he was just hot, but um, it did seem a little bit smoother to me. The offense did. Totally. And I think you guys touched, you both touched on it and it was the, you know, the, the LSU's running game helped kind of open it up. They, they were trying to put it all on TJ kind of like, you know, like last game, Miles was just, you know, it was like, seemed like 80 to 90% passes. It was all Miles with very little running, but they had a rushing game this time. TJ was part of it. And he, he out there, he looks like a, a good blend of Jamarcus Russell and I don't know, maybe Ryan Perlou. Uh, maybe that's also just because he had his number, number 11. But uh, Jamarcus could just, just sit there and throw dimes all day and it looked effortless to him. Uh, but Perlou was very mobile. Uh, you know, probably LSU's like, I don't know, probably best mobile quarterback prospects uh, that didn't work out, I guess. But he, TJ was mobile too. Like you said, maybe they weren't expecting it, but uh, he's he's a lot more mobile than Miles. Uh, we'll, we'll say that. And as far as replacing Miles, I don't know. I, I guess that remains to be seen. It was at home. South Carolina didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and I think, you know, LSU came out with a lot more energy, which we had all talked about, said they needed. They needed to show something. Uh, they even showed it in the they even showed it in the locker room after the game. You know, had a little had a little dance party, and that's what you want. You want these guys to be invested in the game, and to- LSU totally was. And uh, TJ just being kind of poised back there helped set the stage for it. He, uh, he didn't he, look like a freshman. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, even Max Johnson got in for a few plays. I think he, he was mostly just running. I don't think he attempted a pass, but uh, uh, I thought we would have seen a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit more Max. Uh, but I guess they said if TJ handles it, you know, we'll just l- leave it with him, mm-hmm. right? Like they didn't, they didn't appear to want to <clears throat> try and like uh, have two QBs in this game at all. If they didn't yeah, that kind of surprised me because I was – I think we talked about it last time. I was a little bit expecting to see them kind of like alternate drives or something to start with. But then I guess they didn't want to rock the boat once TJ had things kind of clicking a little bit. And maybe if things had took a turn for the worse, like they put plug in Max in the second half and see if he can do better. But I think I agree with the decision to kind of let him just do his thing. Uh, and like you said about the, the run game, it was actually we had more rushing yards than we did passing yards, 276 on the ground. Um, which you wouldn't really think, but yeah, T, uh, Ty Davis Price and John Emery were real effective. Uh, one, two punch. I think Emery got the the best of it in the first half and then TDP in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those have really kind of pulled away from Chris Curry, who uh, sad to see has basically kind of been forced out the offense a little bit, at least from what we've seen. Kind of, that's kind of weird to me. Um, he got three carries for 11 yards, but, but like TDP had 22 and Emory had 18. So it's yeah. not exactly the three headed monster that, that we kind of thought of that be. we expected, but yeah, but both of them were a lot more effective than they were against Missouri. Uh, Davis price couldn't buy a couple yards against <laughs> Missouri. Uh, but like we had mentioned that helped TJ Finley kind of take the, the pressure off, stay in the pocket 
and then uh, find his his easy routes. And then Terrace Marshall continues just to tear it up this year. Yeah, um, he continues yeah. to terrace it up. Exactly. That was, that was my only one good prediction <laughs> because I, I was the one who said that LSU wouldn't touch uh, 50 in a game. But I also said Terrace Marshall is going to be offensive MVP. And now he has, I think, uh, nine touchdowns through four games, which wow. uh, you can't really get much better than that. Uh, but no, yeah, and you're, you're batting 500, by the way. As of right now, <laughs> I'll take it. It usually goes worse than that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the uh, like it, it seemed early on in the game. I thought, wow, this is going to be John Emery's game. They said, hey, we're going to give the ball to whoever's hot. But uh, yeah, I was surprised I didn't see more Chris Curry. I, I, I don't know. It's like they didn't even put him out there first. I don't know if there's something else going on. Maybe, you know, the other guys earned it more at practice. But um, how about TJ Finley getting calling his own number. I think they, that was like a confidence boost, right? It, it felt like they wanted him to get that so he could kind of have some confidence. I mean, they're down there on the win anyway. I think they needed to make a statement after that, you know, horrible goal line against uh, Missouri. But yeah, that was probably like a confidence booster, right? Yeah, yeah. I think probably, you know, you got, you got, you got a guy who's six seven, two fifty. 250. Why not give him the ball and say, yeah. go, go take it in? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and he, you know, as a freshman, it, it probably is a little bit nerve wracking. Obviously it didn't, didn't look like he was phased by anything, but, yeah. um, you know, getting in there and, and getting, like you said, getting that confidence boost at, at getting your first touchdown as a, as a division one sec athlete, like, yeah, I think it's a good thing. And like you were kind of saying, he just kind of managed the game. Well, he didn't really make too many big mistakes through one bad pick. Yeah. Or was, I don't know if that was miscommunication or if he just like, didn't even know what the play or just kind of lost. I think it was the linebacker who drifted across and he just kind of threw it straight into his arms. Mm-hmm. And like, that was about it. And we're like, well, uh, you're kind of expecting to see at least something like that. But other than, yeah, that one bad play, he um, didn't make too many poor decisions. He, you know, he didn't really like try to do too much after that either. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he came back out and was like, oh, okay, I got to make up for that. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It, uh, I'd say the only thing that was as good as the, all the offensive plays and the efforts we saw. I mean, I thought considering, you know, looking at games past Eric Gilbert was, well, he wasn't, he didn't look a little, he was very quiet, but uh, it worked out in LSU's favor. You know, like you said, they had more rushing yards. So it just, uh, that's the flow of the game. I imagine we'll see more of him going forward, but uh, uh, it was a good outing by TJ and it was matched, I think as well by, by LSU's defense. Now, what was interesting in this game, I thought was, you know, they gave a lot, they gave up a lot more rushing than they usually did because LSU is tops in the nation as far as rushing defense. But uh, uh, I tell you what, that guy, Kevin Harris, was, was running wild there and seemed like he was going to keep South Carolina in the game. But um, he, like, he rushed for over 100 yards and uh, there were some long plays, but I think overall the defense was better. I mean, they, they held a passer to under 300 yards, which <laughs> this season, yeah, we'll take it. You think that might get you the, you know, a, a win. But then also uh, Elias Ricks had a, another interception, but also a pick six. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of surprised because it, it looked similar to uh, Brad Wing running a fake punt back for a touchdown where right at the end he, he looked back and he made a signal to the other player and they, you know, they yanked the touchdown back. Uh, for I guess unsportsmanlike I was kind of worried that that might happen but it because you know Elias threw up the deuces to the yeah he was running in so I thought uh uh-oh it's unsportsmanlike but no they didn't call it Uh, I don't know maybe it's different but uh I was you know he's excited what can you say it's his first pick six he's the guy's got on top of the world I I remember saying is he gonna have a better season than Derek Stingley he might you know he might but uh yeah, I feel like yeah. You know, I think they're they're two different players. I think the thing like Derek Singley's like the cold, you know, stone cold operator. Operator, yeah. You know, like, like he doesn't just doesn't make mistakes. I mean, we've seen we've seen uh, Eli, you know, get into some trouble. Kind of, he's been you know out of place. Didn't seem like uh, like Derek Singley was out of place at all last year. Um, I you know I think it's shown Derek Singley doesn't get too many interceptions because they don't throw at him. Yeah, I think uh, I saw a graphic that was like in that game combined, uh, Eli Ricks and Stingley were both, or 
South Carolina's offense was 0 for 6 when targeting Stingley or Ricks, like three each, and each had a pass breakup. Obviously, Ricks with the interception. But, yeah, they just they decided we're not going to go with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it sounds like LSU has two shutdown corners. So, like, yeah. where, where do they throw the ball? I guess up at the middle. Uh, you know, game plan for the middle. If, if you got two islands out there. Um, yeah, especially if you have Jacoby Stevens kind of cheating up as more like a linebacker role, which I think he's more comfortable with. So then you have like Mo Hampton or uh, Todd, like Todd Harris or like Cordell Flott, somebody in the slot um, come, or the safety help come across the middle. That might be kind of the soft spot in our defense right now or a linebacker kind of dropping back into coverage. Uh, but overall, they played good. And I wanted to mention, shout out to BJ Ojolari, who had an amazing game. I was about to say it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but he had three big sacks, and um, he had been hyped up. I think he had one sack before this, but uh, the true freshman put on a show uh, across the defense. Yeah, this was it, definitely our best defensive game of the year. And, I mean, it doesn't take doesn't take much to be, to be the best game at this point. <laughs> but it uh, seemed like they put it together. I know I heard uh, – some commentators talking about how Damone Clark and Jabril Cox had gotten together and said, look, like we need to, we need to actually be, we need to prove that Bocalini's defense can work. Cause I guess, you know, internally they, they believe in it. They believe they're doing the right thing and that the scheme, the scheme is the right scheme for, for that, for our team. But it obviously hadn't shown until t- today uh, or not today, but this week. So, um, you know, it was good to see. I'm, I'm still not, I'm, I'm not sold yet. Um, I think that I think there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made on both sides of the ball, but uh, we're back to 500, and uh, it was a quality win. It was an exciting win, and I'm you know now I'm excited for Auburn. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially because I was able to watch a little bit of that Auburn Ole Miss game, and ooh boy, uh, Auburn was not too far away from you know another loss and Gus Malzahn's seat getting hotter. But, uh, yeah, go just to cap it up, uh, LSU actually, I think I said earlier, 52-17. They won 52-24, to which is uh, where I had, I think, South Carolina's points. I think I put LSU at 33, which I was way under on. But I didn't expect a pick six, and I didn't expect a kick return for a touchdown. And I don't think anyone in LSU was probably expecting that since the last time that it happened – was 1981. That's right. LSU has not had a kick return touchdown in Tiger Stadium since 1981. Like, how crazy is that? Uh, but we got one Saturday, uh, courtesy of Trey Palmer. And uh, I got to I gotta say, I thought this, this trick play that they ran was genius. <laughs> Trey runs up, looks like he's going to grab the ball, says, oops, I dropped it. Then he, he turns back and looks where the lanes are, says, okay, I have my vision now. Picks up the ball, runs for a touchdown. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm sure that's how they practiced it, and it just turned out perfectly. But, I, I really uh, think all returners should, should just intentionally drop the ball every time. I, it always seems to lead to, uh, you know, to a big play, so why not? Yeah, but why is that? Do you think it just confuses the, de- the you know, the uh, – the, the, the gunner team where they, Oh, ball's loose. So they all just kind of, you know, get wide eyed for a second and just look at the ball, but then he picks it up and it's like, oh, okay, back to lane integrity in your mind. I'm thinking, but you know, by then everything's changed. And uh, yeah, I think it just screws up all the timing. You know, there's yeah. like a, there's a, there's a flow of the balls in the air. It's coming down. We're running, you know, you're running, you're looking at other, you're learning oh, the balls in there kind of thing where when it hits the ground, and bounces around a little bit. There's some scramble, and then you pick it up. You like you said, you know, people are out of they're, you're out of position. Maybe maybe the ball, you know, takes a hop one way or takes a hop the other way. So you kind of change the, the the whole direction of your uh, yeah of your yeah. you know your coverage team. Um, it, you, you, know, gotta, you see you see it happen a lot. You see it happen a lot in high school because a lot because a lot of times the kick returners aren't and the, a lot of times the punters aren't as good or the kickers aren't as good and the kick returners aren't as good yeah, you'll see like some high school players like highlight films of a muffle punt and then they and then, up, and and then, then it ends up being the most electric they, play and they whip around the whole defense because nobody knows what's going on and they're gone yeah like right um you got 20 guys on the sideline yelling ball ball <laughs> what what uh but yeah it's um 
great, great improv by by Trey Palmer. Uh, and he, yeah, he got LSU's first kick returner home for in more than what? One of these 30 years. That's, that's insane. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest of LSU's special teams look pretty good too. So again, you know, just all around complete game, uh, looking really good heading into this week at Auburn. And, you know, before I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, scared thinking, all right, uh, I think LSU, when, when they, after we lost to Missouri, I was thinking, man, there's, before we knew Florida was canceled, I'm thinking, wow, Florida and Auburn might be our next losses, but you know, Florida didn't happen. And then Auburn, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like our chances this week, uh, based off of what we, you know, what LSU did this past week, granted, you know, they're going to be on the road this time. It's going to be TJ Finley's first game on the road as a starter. And I don't know how hostile of an environment. It's not going to be usual Jordan here, but you know, it's going to be Auburn at home. Uh, but I, like I said, I like our chances because LSU looked really good and Auburn doesn't really, I mean, I know they beat Ole Miss, but wow, 35 to 28. If you're able to watch any of the end of the game, there was just mishap after mishap. It was kind of just silliness going on. Uh, I think Ole Miss gave it away as much as Auburn won it in the end. Uh, Bo Nix did drive them and they got a touchdown to, to go ahead, but I think Ole Miss kind of gave that game away. And they all, Auburn also lost, like, their starting running back for the season. So they got, like, a freshman in there uh, who didn't look bad, but this will be his his second game, no, his first game starting this week. So, I don't know, looking forward, I think LSU has a good foot forward. Let's see if they can do it on the road. Uh, what do you say, Daniel? Is it um, – do you think, you know, it's still kind of – evenly matched or do you do you feel better about LSU's chances after this I think it's it's evenly matched in the sense that both teams have a lot of potential that they've kind of been messing around with and haven't really reached uh like you said Auburn their true freshman running back Tank Bigsby pretty intimidating name (laughs) but he was like I think the number two or three like running back in the country uh, in the recruiting class and he's he's played real well uh so that'll be a test for LSU to stop him you got Tank Bigsby you got Smoke Monday (laughs) yeah they have another defensive player Smoke Monday but uh Auburn, there is a world in which they could be one and four right now because they got gifted the Arkansas game by the rest when they said Bo right. Nix didn't throw it backwards. True. And then, yeah, Ole Miss, they had plenty of chances to win yesterday and they kind of goofed it. Uh, so Auburn, instead, is three and two. Uh, so they'll be looking for a, kind of a statement win uh, to say, like, we can actually beat a good team uh, because they got beaten badly by Georgia when they played earlier in the season. And I don't think we're as good as Georgia, but hopefully we can uh, give them at least a good shot. Last time we went into Jordan Hare, that was a real good game when uh, it was Col- Cole Tracy, Tracy, the yeah. buzzer beater, like 50-yard field goal to win it. Um, I was hyped watching that. So I think it'll be a good game either way. And uh, if LSU plays, well, that's something we didn't really talk about, uh, but the fact that Miles Brennan did practice today on mm-hmm. Monday, but Coach O said uh, if there's any doubt that he's hurt, then – they're starting TJ Finley, but if miles is good to play, then they're rolling with him as the starter. Uh, so if I had to guess right now, we kind of gave our predictions last week. I said miles or uh, Max Johnson was going to be the quarterback. That was wrong, but I would think uh, TJ Finley is going to be the starter at this point. And if they play like they did before, I see him uh, getting a close win against uh, Auburn. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see any value in playing miles Brennan in this game because you know, if we win, okay, cool, we win. If we lose, um, I don't really think it changes our position that much. You know what I mean? Like, it, we're kind of in no man's land um, with the two losses we have. It doesn't look like Alabama's just going to collapse. Yeah, Alabama's not going to somehow sneak in. So, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that the, you have to kind of see the writing on the wall. We're probably not making the college football playoff. Maybe we can, but probably not. So I don't see the, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, letting Brennan rest at another week and then then you get the bye week, you get two weeks of rest for Brennan for, for the Bama game, and then you get to be spoiler for him. So, yeah, I'd say TJ probably starts. The, back to the Cole Tracy thing, you know what the funniest thing about the Cole Tracy game was? I remember watching that game, and he kicks the field goal. And for some reason, I don't know if I just couldn't do basic math, 
or if I just wasn't, I could like, it, it didn't go through my head. Like he kicks the field goal and we make it. And I was like, I kind of like had a sigh of relief, but I still had this tension of like, okay, we got to go win this game. Like I thought we were going to overtime or something, but I knew we weren't, but it was just weird. And then everybody just walked off the field. I was like, Oh, we won. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was weird. I, I don't know if this one will come down to a field goal maybe, but uh, I mean, I, I kind of like LSU's chances, but uh, yeah, you, you, you said they were kind of gifted the Arkansas game Auburn was, and they were actually gifted this old Miss game. Cause I watched the end of it and there was a, a punt at the end of the game. This Auburn guy actually touched it. You could see, if you look at the slow-mo, you could see the ball like pushes pinky back, which is enough. And then Ole Miss like went down and covered the ball in the end zone, which would have been a touchdown for them, uh, which I, I don't know. I, again, I would say that that could win you the game, but if you guys watch that Falcons game, uh, it's like they, they scored a touchdown when they didn't want to, and they ended up losing Go <laughs> uh, with Todd Gurley. Did you guys see that? I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He, like, tried to stop, and then he, like, fell yeah. into the end zone, and then the Lions uh, got the ball back and scored to beat him. It's like, only the Falcons can lose and such. Can <laughs> score? Can lose by scoring? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, wait, the Falcons were up? Yeah, and they were, like, driving down to the goal line. They are trying to, like, run the clock out, and they, like, Todd Gurley, like, broke through and was about to um, score, and he, like, tried to, like, slide at the one and, like, fell into the end zone and scored, and the Lions got the ball back. And I think they went for two and won it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they scored. And uh, then, so the Falcons must've been, they were tied at this point. That has to have been, they were tied. Like they they were, uh, they were, we don't have to break it all down. No, I'm I'm just trying because I didn't see it. So I'm trying to think of like how that works unless you're tied and then you score and kick the extra point. You're up by seven. Then the short goes back down and scores eight. They only needed a field goal, and they had so much uh, time. Yeah. Like, all they needed was the first down, and uh-huh. then they could have just kicked the field goal. What happened was I think he wasn't expecting to run through as he did, but he didn't realize that until he was, like, right at the three-yard line with all that momentum. So it's just – I you could say it's on him, but I, I don't know. I, I think he should have known to, like, stop way before then because he was running full steam, man. And Well, that's like the uh, – that was the old, the old Belichick MO. Um, I forget what I, you know, it was like, uh, I think they did it. They either did it in a playoff game or a Super Bowl, where like the, the, the Patriots just, just like all let him, let the guy go in and let the guy yeah. score because Belichick was like, you know, was like, I like my chances more with Tom Brady marching down the field with Tom, you give him time on the clock. Let's march down the field and, and go score and get a, and get a two point conversion than just here chewing clock and battling back and forth and then letting them like kick the field goal or something. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to kind of bring it all back around to, to what we were saying or what I was saying about Ole Miss giving that one away. And that's why I, I think Auburn has been really lucky. They, they, they have a positive record, but they are not a, uh, they are not a, above 500 team in my mind. Cause uh, not only did, you know, I think they missed an interception they should have had. Uh, there was the, the, uh, they didn't even review it actually. Uh, it hit his finger and they went to the end zone. But even after that, even after that Auburn, after that missed uh play where the, the ball went in the end zone and Mississippi should have had a touchdown. Auburn punted. Ole Miss had the ball at the 50 basically with three timeouts in like two and a half minutes left. And they just, they dwindled it away. They did like a, a draw and then an option play and they're back to three and 15. And I was like, you know, just kind of like LSU's goal line stand like two weeks ago. You're like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what are you calling? But anyway, so I don't know. I, I don't want to take Auburn too lightly, but I just was, you know, I guess at the beginning, the beginning of the season after LSU's first loss, I thought, uh Oh, uh, we're going to have trouble with all these regular rivalry games, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not as uh, intimidated by Auburn anymore, especially now that they, you know, they're down to their like basically star running back recruit. Um, so I think another thing about the, the another concern for Auburn is, um, you know, you're going to play like who we talked about, you know, earlier in this podcast, talked about Derek Stingley, the best cornerback in the, in the nation. And, uh, 
Eli Ricks, who's come in and, and played exceptionally well for a, a true freshman. You know, the thing about Auburn, especially with, with their passing attack, Bo Nix, all of his success is pretty much made by Seth Williams. Yeah, he throws it to one guy. He throws it up in the air, and Seth Williams comes down with it with, you know, an incredible catch after incredible catch. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against Derek Stanley or or Eli, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think think that will – I think Knicks will probably struggle um, with the, you know, throwing the ball, and he won't have that – I don't think his safety blanket is going to be as, uh, you know, a sure thing as it normally is. Yeah. One thing I can see Auburn trying is uh, they have Anthony Schwartz is kind of their number two wide receiver. And he's like super fast. Like I think he's like a track star for Auburn. And so I can see them running like a lot of jet sweeps or something like that, which they've done in the past uh, with Schwartz. That little toss, the little toss thing. Yeah. To try and kind of catch our like younger defensive ends, uh, maybe more inexperienced linebacking course slipping as he kind of speeds around the edge to not have to have Bonix force it down the field against our, our better corners. Yeah. Uh, but I was, Going back to that Ole Miss game, uh, they were running almost at will. Uh, so I, I don't know if Auburn just is depleted, kind of like LSU was, you know, after after turnover from last year. But uh, Ole Miss was able to run pretty freely on Auburn. So I, I think that bodes well for us. And uh, I didn't really see Ole Miss using a tight end, like barely, if anything at all. So, uh, like, if you throw in Eric, Eric Gilbert – with that, I think Auburn's going to be all kinds of confused. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to those matchups. Um, on you guys, feel uh, feel like you could toss out a score if you had to. I'd said it was close earlier. Um, I think it's going to be something a little bit similar to the Auburn Ole Miss game last week. So maybe like 35-30 LSU, something like that. LSU's favored by three right now. Um. Hmm. You know, I don't know. It is on the road if we're starting. I think I think a lot of it will hinge on, you know, are we playing TJ? Are we playing Miles? Um, true freshman quarterback on the road in the SEC, second game ever of his career. Um, you know, it kind of it kind of feels like it could be one of the, you know anything. Kind of anything could happen. Like who knows? He could go out there and have a bad game, and you know, it's a bloodbath. Um, I, I guess I tend to – it's so it's so hard. I'm gun-shy to say, oh, she's going to win. Because, <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just like it's Auburn. We've yeah. seen so many – we've seen so many kind of like – like think about the game where uh, – basically the one where Les Miles lost his job. Yeah. Uh, where we won, the, we won the game. The guy's like, you know, feet but were But Danny crossed the line by like a half inch, so they called back the touchdown. Yeah, something like that. Um. So, you know, I, th- yeah, I guess, I guess I do think LSU will win. I think that if TJ, if TJ plays and he plays, you know, to the degree that he played last week, I think we'll put up some points. Maybe the defense could hold them, but I still think we give up probably, you know, four or five touchdowns. So probably about 35, you know, 28 to 35 points. Um, you know, even if, if, you know, Nick Saban was quoted last week as saying like, basically defense doesn't win championships anymore. You know, you can, you just got to, like, try to stop people when you can, but make sure you have a high-powered offense that can keep up. Um, and if Nick Saban's saying that, I feel like, you know, that's kind of true for everybody because he's Mr. Defense. So I feel like it's all going to be predicated on can our offense score? Are we going to be able to score? Can TJ score or can Miles score? Can, our, can, our, can we run? Can we, you know, are we going to have more than just Terrace Marshall catching the ball? Yeah, I think we will. I'm going to give a bold prediction right now. I'm going to say LSU 42, Auburn 20 – no, 31. 42, 31 good guys. It's not a bad prediction. No? But I'm not, I'm not expecting all that to be, you know, from TJ. I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be another, you another know – Big defensive uh, touchdown. Right, or a special, special teams. Team yeah. and, and it may be in a different fashion, but yes – yeah, there's not really a whole ton of good college games this week. I don't know if y'all looked at the schedule, um, but LSU Auburn probably one of the more premier ones. I think the only ranked matchup is Ohio State versus Penn State, and Penn State already lost to Indiana, uh, so sad for them. Ohio State looked pretty good against Nebraska um, last week. Did y'all tune into any uh, Big Ten games? 
Yeah, I, I tuned in. I tuned in sitting next to you. <laughs> well, I already knew that, but I wanted to <laughs> give a transition. <laughs> the folks at home don't you know. You weren't, even, you weren't even watching though. You were on your laptop the whole time. No, I totally. Daniel, we watched. I watched the Husker game with you. You were the Huskers game was all on. <laughs> I watched it. Okay. I know exactly what happened. The Huskers played. Uh, they played Ohio State reasonably close for the first half. Yeah, and you know I was thinking it was it was, but you know. Ohio State typically does that. They'll play someone slow, and then they'll just pull away in the second half, and then it'll just look like they're world beaters. But, uh, oh, you know, I thought Nebraska was playing them pretty well. It was tied back and forth for a long time. Yeah. And um, also, there was uh, two, two, two like younger siblings from previous Heisman finalists, I believe, in that game. Uh, Taylor Martinez in Nebraska, it was his younger brother. I think it was Austin. He was playing. And then uh, for Ohio State, it was uh, – no, no. It was uh, – I'm sorry. It was uh, It was also with Nebraska. Yeah, Logan uh, – Christian Logan, McCaffrey's Logan McCaffrey. brother, right? Logan McCaffrey. Logan McCaffrey, yeah. He was good. He could run. Yeah. That first touchdown? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Ohio State – you can see some weaknesses. But, uh, man, I think that was just, you know, them being rusty – I think that first half, but uh, you know, that, that's how they always do though. You know, they look strong and then they get stronger as the season goes on. But then once they get into the playoffs or the bowl season, it's, you know, it's hit or miss with them. You know, I'll tell you something though. Ryan day shows no mercy. <laughs> like he, ha- he is completely like, okay. With just like hanging 80 points on a team. <laughs> Those Dabo apparently. Yeah. With 73 although, last week. Although, although Clemson actually played, fairly close with Syracuse yeah. he hasn't Syracuse has been kind of sad this year uh so maybe Clemson is not as perfect as they've looked Daniel um, talk about that guy he he, he uh placed the eight thousand dollars oh yeah so this is kind of a, a report that Tommy and I were talking about um Clemson to win the game against Syracuse straight up the odds were uh, I think it was minus ten thousand which in non-gambling terms this man wagered eight thousand dollars to win eight dollars if Syracuse won. And so if Syracuse or if no, not if, Syracuse, if Clemson won. Yeah, I ruined the whole thing by saying that. Yeah, so he needed Clemson to win to win eight dollars on his eight thousand dollar bet. And if Clemson had lost, he would have uh dumped his, his eight thousand down the drain. But they won, so glad this man got some nice uh, lunch money. Right. <laughs> he was able to like buy like gas a hamburger. Gas to get home from the casino. <laughs> so right. It's a little bit uh, but like you said, I'd say Ohio State, Penn State is probably the other, well, the marquee game coming up. But uh, I mean, all across the board, I'm I mean, sure that's the game day game. Right? Yeah, they, they've already said yeah, they're going is. to ha- Happy Valley for Ohio State, Penn State. I'm actually uh, Notre Dame had been kind of called out for not doing so good as a top five team, and they blew Pitt out the water this week. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to next week, uh, the primetime game, Notre Dame versus Clemson, a top three matchup. Uh, so we'll see what what those teams are actually made of. Tommy's not excited about it. He, he doesn't care about anything except SEC football. Well, I, hey, I'm just I'm just gonna say, like Scott, you'll know this well. Uh, everybody build up the the Notre Dame game last year when Notre Dame Notre Dame went to Athens, and uh, it was not much of a game. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, and I guess neither was this uh, UNC, NC State game. UNC looks back as strong like they were. They won 48 to 21. Uh, Wisconsin won big against Illinois. Coastal Carolina, guys, uh, I think they have to replace the, you know, UL Lafayette is probably the Cinderella. If they keep winning, and I say, you know, kudos to them if they can. I'd love to see, you know, them be the, uh, you know, the, the, the odd man out and just make the playoffs somehow. I, I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, they just keep winning. Uh, they beat Georgia Southern, but they're going to be at Georgia state this week. I think they might be in for an upset. Uh, but as far as other games like Michigan completely blew out Minnesota, but again, that's uh, like, how much stock can you put into that? You know, um, Michigan Alabama, is back, baby. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess Oklahoma state might, be the one that could maybe make it out of the big 12, but I don't know. Look at all It's just looking at all these scores. There's all these ranked teams that you just like Cincinnati and SMU played. It was two top, top 20 teams, but 
I don't know. This Who year won I just, that game. Since I don't buy they, it. They did buy a lot. Yeah, okay. buy a lot. It's actually yeah. looking pretty good. They got the stranglehold on the group of five bid. Pony up. <laughs> I don't know. I think Coastal Carolina can make their case. But I mean, looking forward to to next week. Uh, like you said, we got LSU, Auburn. Then you have Ohio State, Penn State, and. Beyond that, I don't know. I, normally, you could say Michigan State, Michigan, but I, I just don't think that's that's going to be a snooze fest, absolute snooze fest. Uh, Notre Dame, ooh, Notre Dame's going to be here in town in Atlanta playing Georgia Tech. Uh, I bet I could get tickets really cheap. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Alabama's got nothing against uh, Mississippi State at home, but I would say Arkansas at Texas A&M. That is always a, a good back-and-forth game. They usually play at Jerry's World. This time they're actually playing it in College Station. But uh, Arkansas has been pesky this year, and they seem, they seem stout. You know, they haven't – their record's still only like 500. But uh, for some reason, Texas A&M is number eight in the country. So I think, uh, I think you know, there could be some, some room for an upset here. Then you got Missouri at Florida as, as some other SEC games. But um, – yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think LSU is going to surprise some people and win this one walking away. That's my yeah. take. Only one other one I had mentioned last week, Oklahoma State versus Iowa State, is since OK State's basically the Big 12's last like playoff hope, and they took care of the Cyclones. So they're actually matching up uh, at home against Texas this week, so that could be pretty good at the Longhorns trying to uh, – play spoiler <laughs> Sam Ellinger salvages his season somehow uh but salvages his career <laughs> yeah so the the cowpokes will still try and keep it rolling as the last undefeated I also wanted to mention it's such a strange role where coastal Carolina is ranked higher than LSU Texas Oklahoma USC Auburn all those are worse than uh coastal yeah. Carolina and, and not in basketball. unprecedented times it really it really is the new college football normal <laughs> yeah uh and uh Speaking of new college football, LSU uh, had a new recruit, right? As of today, I believe. Daniel, you you got the skinny on that? Uh, yeah, so uh, we picked up uh, Matthew. I'm probably going to mispronounce his last name. Langlois. Uh, it's either Langlois or Langlois. I've heard. Oh, no, this has got to be Langlois. Langlois. He's from New Roads uh, outside of Baton Rouge with the Catholic Point Capé. Uh, he's a six-foot uh, 190 kind of he plays both ways both running back and safety uh, kind of projects as a safety at the next level so he was actually originally committed to Kansas State I don't really know what the connection was there and then he flipped to LSU kind of out the blue today decided to stay home uh, so good for him uh, that's our 19th recruit for the 2021 class we haven't really discussed the the scholarship impacts of the the sanctions yeah but we might only have 21 potentially available this next year so our, if that is the case our class is almost full but we're losing two it's we're losing eight uh scholarships over two years they haven't uh, said how they're going to split it yet okay. though. but it could be four and four and if that's the case and we're down to 21 uh and also one of our big targets uh Jaquincy McKinstry like the number one corner in the country committed to Alabama over the weekend LSU was in his top three and we we're really looking to get him so yeah he chose the evil machine over LSU which I don't know if you can really blame him the way this season's going yeah um and it was something else we haven't mentioned but just a, important to, cut, to mention real quick LSU has also dismissed uh starting offensive lineman Dare Rosenthal yeah he didn't play in the game against South Carolina thankfully uh TJ Finley didn't get beaten up too much, but his blind side may be a little bit less protected. I don't know what the, the reports are there, but Dare Rosenthal no longer with the team. Yeah. But they didn't say why, right? It was just just another violation of team rules. Yeah, it I seems guess. like that's happened like two or three times a year the past few years. Yeah, that's like, what, we were saying this like during on Saturday, right? It's like, wait, are LSU's rule is is Coach O just like a law and order guy? Or LSU's rules like too too strong? Or do we just have some ruffians in the locker room? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird right. Story. No, I don't know. You, you got to think it's either got to be something, you know, violating team rules, like he's not passing drug tests, which I think I kind of heard, or, you know, it's it could be like a domestic issue, which is also, you know, maybe there's room to give a guy a second chance. Maybe there's not. But, you know, if they if, even if they give him a second chance, I'm sure there's all these conditions that they have to meet. You know, and it could just be going to counseling. It's like if you miss a counseling session, you're done. And, you know, it could be as simple as that, but who, who knows? Point being is uh, Mr. Rosenthal did 
did not, you know, meet meet his end of the bargain. So now he's gone, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate. But, uh, you know, LSU, this was, you know, in the Les Miles era, they kicked off a Heisman finalist. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, that's, that's part of the culture now. And I, you know, kudos to, to, to Ed Orgeron for, for having the guts to do it. You know, you don't like to see it, but um, I think uh, integrity is way better than, uh, you know, just giving guys more chances than they need because you think it might get you a win here and there. So I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, going back to the, uh, the, the self-imposed penalties from LSU because they knew something was going down with this lady of the lakes thing. And then there was also, um, you know, Odell Beckham jr. Giving out cash to the players at the national championship game, which I know I initially, I heard it was like fake cash, which I thought I guess was funny, but apparently it wasn't, it was real cash to which I would say, well, I mean, there's only, I think one guy gave it back. Uh, Justin Jefferson kept it, but he also entered the draft. So no harm, no foul, I would think. But I guess, you know, just uh, it's all about the impression with the NCAA. And I don't know. Uh, Odell is just going wild that night. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if he was, you know, way drunk. But uh, <laughs> he's, 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 uh, he's been banned from the campus and from the all activities for the next two years because of that stunt. It was a rough couple of weeks for Odell. A rough week. A rough week. Yeah. He tore his ACL today uh, or yesterday in the NFL. And so he's out for the year. So kind of sad. Um, But yeah, so I'm reading right here. So the scholarship things, LSU is giving up four scholarships a year for the next two years for a total of eight. And then they're reducing their amount of uh, on-campus official visits uh, for the next couple of years, which is kind of sad. I mean, that in conjunction with, just the team's performance this year you think could deter some recruits potentially, um, which is, is never good when you're snapping them up uh, in Alabama and Georgia and elsewhere. But yeah, it was weird. I mean, we've discussed the details of the Our Lady of Lake thing, I think way back in the day, but it's weird that it's this, that it's this long, like it took this long to like kind of have LSU. Like I figured they would have said, okay, like, Hey, you know, we found this now we're going to, we're going to do these actions. It's kind of weird that they take the, uh, whatever punishment now yeah and it's also weird to me that uh it's like we you know there was the whole thing with uh cam newton and mississippi state and you know money being doled out for that and like oh we can get more over here that mm-hmm. type of thing but uh he brought him a national championship you know that was like a you know a, a season changing quarterback edition now like if this had happened with joe burrow I get it, but it mm-hmm. it didn't. It was uh, this Lady of the Lake thing. Like they they were giving a lot of money to Vidal Alexander, an offensive lineman's dad. The father of Vidal Alexander received like almost two hundred grand in money. It was from a booster, and you know it was just the whole Lady of the Lakes thing, which we've talked about before. But didn't they also like? Didn't his mom also get a job or something? Something like, she, like that. Yeah, it was yeah. something weird like that. The money yeah. was payment from 2012 to 2015 for what the NCAA characterized as a quote no show job. <laughs> Man, yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and usually that's you know, like reserved for players. Like they get a job at some local car dealership, and they, you know, they just don't show up. But they that's, still get. A- that's the opposite of what we're doing as podcasters. We show up, we don't even get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, we're not uh, we're not Fidel Alexander, so oh well. Um, and then of course, you know the. Uh, I don't know. I guess there was an impermissible recruiting contact by Coach O, also, but um, yeah, that's that's uh, pebbles in the pond. Compared. And it hadn't even really come down on the Will Wade thing either. That was kind of discussed in the midst of this, uh, but I think they kind of stepped it's, stepped around that. It's coming up. It's coming up because Arizona just got a uh, just got noticed. Uh, Arizona just got sent a bunch of violations. I think three level one violations. And they said that, uh, you know, I guess LSU, that's that's still in the works. They're still looking at it. But they expect something to come also because Will mm-hmm. Wade sent up. But like they said, as many as 11 recruits he had possibly at least. Strong seen. offers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, we got, a, you know, the rest of this football season to get through in 2020, no less. Uh, the, I imagine the Tigers might start some basketball 
here before the end of the year too, although I haven't heard a, a peep out of the program yet. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that, that pretty much does it. LSU self-imposed themselves, hoping to avoid some, some bigger stuff down the road, something as serious as lack of institutional control or loss of head coach control. I, I don't think that's going to be the case with the football program uh, because, you know, again, that was a booster and a father, you know, which plausible deniability and all that, I, you know, I think that could happen outside of a coach's knowledge. So I, I wouldn't expect them to hit LSU too hard with that, especially since they already self-admitted, but uh, you know, not, not a good look for the program nonetheless. Uh, but moving forward. Um, and like we said, we got L, uh, LSU at Auburn this weekend. Uh, I think we all feel pretty good about our chances. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any, uh, any last thoughts or any, uh, any other comments before we head out? Um, not too much. Hopefully this last game was a sign of better things to come. And uh, I'll see you all 2.30 Saturday after the Auburn game. It's a CBS game? I believe, yeah, it's a CBS afternoon game. Yeah, I always like those games. So I'll be excited to watch that one. The SEC on CBS, Gary and Brent Nussler. Pretty exciting. See you there. <laughs> You sound you almost sounded like a paid endorser there. Brent. This, this podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports. <laughs> hey, that'd be nice. That would be real nice. That would be nice. Uh but yeah, so uh looking forward to that. We'll bring you some more LSU news. Of course, we're gonna have the LSU Auburn game and any other uh you know LSU athletic news that comes out between now and then because who knows? Uh yeah, this thing whole you know that's looming over the basketball program you know, we kind of figured it was just kind of dust settling off in the distance, but I don't know, maybe it's uh maybe it's something brewing some, some bad, bad gumbo brewing for LSU basketball. We'll see, but uh, we'll, we'll cover it as it comes out uh, until then. Uh, let's look forward to this Auburn game. Go Tigers um, and stay safe, stay tuned. And we'll, we'll talk to you next time on talking Tigs.